This is On Mike with Jordan Rich, where conversation is alive and well. A returning guest today, she's a force of nature, a talented singer, songwriter, a movie writer, director, producer, and actress, Linda Chorney. She starred in her own movie called When I Sing. More about that later. Back in 2012, Linda shocked the music world when she was nominated out of the blue for a Grammy. Well, sports fans, it's happened again. And her story about getting a nomination as an independent artist this year, then seeing it strangely disappear only to reemerge, well, it's got the makings of a movie all in itself. Now, Linda wrote a great song during the lockdown, a song called Bored, certainly Grammy-worthy, and it deals with the forced downtime that we're all familiar with and focusing on what really matters during that time. Do check it out, available for download. And you can find out about everything Linda at lindachorney.com. There's some great music there. But now settle back and let us tell you a little behind-the-scenes story of award shows, politics, artist authenticity, and the impact of social and mass media. Let's go on mic with the always fun Linda Chorney. Oh, my goo, you've done it again. Uh, <laughs> it's one thing to go one time to the trough, but to go twice and in such a remarkable way. So we'll talk about how it all happened. But congratulations is in order. Thank you very much. I'm uh, honored that the voting members of the Recording Academy chose my song board for Best American Roots Song. One of the five nominees. Well, now six. But that's the whole story, isn't it? It is the story. I want to get into it with you from your perspective. You're at the middle of this maelstrom. So let's begin with a little background. Uh, You've been a singer and a performer most of your adult life, even before then. And what happened in 2012 is important to what happens now. Let's talk a little bit about that first. Give the folks a little history. What happened then with the Grammys? Well, I was the first complete independent let's let's define what an independent artist is from my perspective there are independent artists who are with small labels that might be subsidiaries of sony or somebody else an independent artist is one who books their own gigs carries their own gear collects their own money does their own promotion that's what an indie is Mm -hmm. in 2011 I put my album Emotional Jukebox into the Grammys because my husband, Scott, forced me to. Hmm. (laughs) I figured it was a waste of time and money. Like they wanted me to send in 20 CDs. I'm like, what? I was like 400 bucks of sales. Forget it. He goes, no, just do it. So I did it. And uh, lo and behold, I was the first indie ever to get nominated for Best Americana Album. Hmm. Emotional jukebox. What was the resounding reaction from people in the high echelon of the Academy and elsewhere? They weren't happy. I was psyched. (laughs) But I was psyched. Indies were psyched. Uh, I was expecting a ticker tape parade, but it was more like uh, the gatekeepers were throwing eggs at me. Just as a layman here, I would think that it would be a great story for any awards organization to have somebody come from nowhere and all of a sudden be elevated. Uh, and yet it wasn't the case, was it? Yeah, I was hoping that Neil Portnow, uh, who was at the time the, the CEO of the Recording Academy, would have embraced the nomination. I mean, I have to give him credit because he didn't remove me. It was it was a process that was uh, democratic at the time. There were no committees deciding who the final nominees were. 
as opposed to when I was in it, it was a pure democracy. Yeah, it was a pure democracy. And I'm sure, you know, what happens behind closed doors and behind the curtain in all entertainment and in, in other corporations too, what happens behind closed doors, you can't prove. So they can do basically whatever they want. So I have to give Neil Portnow and Bill Freemuth, who was uh, the vice president of awards, I have to give them congratulations for honoring the vote. However, I wish they had taken the opportunity to put a spotlight on the independent artist versus just kind of said, yeah, yeah, she did nothing wrong. She's in there. Hmm. You know, I I was stupid enough to think I was going to get invited to play on the show because I was the first person ever to do it. And that didn't happen. It was more like they they kind of, in in my opinion, reluctantly went along with it. Uh, But it certainly wasn't the the Grammy members. Everybody was was wonderful. Um, But it was the gatekeepers of the Americana community Mm. that were the duty heads. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a technical term in music for people. Yes, the duty heads. Yeah. Yes. Now, now, before we move to the present, uh, you obviously had quite an ordeal and quite an adventure, but it was the stuff of movies. <laughs> and you made a movie that was so entertaining and so reflective. Tell us about that movie, and then we'll move into the present. Basically, in a, in a nutshell, the, the let's get back to the gatekeepers throwing the eggs. Uh, just like in politics, like when you, when someone runs for president, they try to discredit the person who is the threat. And so they made up a lie that I had somehow cheated to get nominated when, in fact, it, I didn't know anybody in the Grammys and they chose my music. OK, therefore, uh, this lie that I had somehow cheated uh, avalanched. OK, and uh, it, it was it worked to the advantage of of uh, of the gatekeepers to make me seem like a villain, uh, even though my name was cleared. But because of that, I felt so driven to have the truth be told that I spent my life savings making a movie called When I Sing. And I I tried to make turn lemons into lemonade and uh And it was fun. I'm glad I did it. And the truth is out. I mean, hey, here's the best opportunity for you musicians listening out there. You know how you lose a lot of money in the music business? Well, you can lose even more money (laughs) if you go into the film business. That's my tip for you today. Right, right. Uh, A big budget movie, all budget comes from your pocketbook. And I will say this. uh, I was at the premiere. I did the voiceover for the trailer. I loved every minute of it. As a film, you star in it as yourself. Uh, The family stuff. I didn't have to pay myself. You didn't have to pay yourself. But uh, talk about the ultimate labor love. So are you surprised that you're back again for another taste or... Or what? I am honored that I'm back again. Uh, the reason I submitted again is this is the first time since my last nomination that they got rid of the committees. A- after my nomination in 2012, they placed committees in so that, I, in my opinion, an indie couldn't get the kind of nomination again. And this year, Harvey Mason Jr., the new CEO, decided, you know what? Let's get rid of the committees again. 
So picture me in some sort of battle, you know, where you're going into the fire. And when I heard that, I said, I'm going back in. <laughs> so, so, so let me first time back giving it a shot and you're nominated again. That's pretty good. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I'm, well, I didn't think I was nominated, but yeah, the only reason I went into it this time was to prove that last time wasn't a fluke. Right. So when they said there were no committees this year, I felt confident enough in my music and uh, and the the great musicians and my co-producers, um, E.J. Willette and Trevor Sewell. And uh, they were also featured artists as well as Becca Byram. I said, this is a good song. It's called Bored. We've got no committees. I'm going back in because it takes a lot of effort as an independent artist to get noticed. Mm -hmm. So that's why I went back in to prove it wasn't a fluke. I thought the song was good. And there you have it. Now, Linda, can you explain just for simpletons like me how the process works? Once the song is submitted, does it automatically go to the members of the Academy, the Grammy Academy to vote? Or is there a culling process before it gets to that point? Uh, as long as your entry is in by X amount of date and is released uh, on certain platforms, then you're eligible, you, even if you're like screaming into a microphone. Yeah. All right. OK. So uh, and then at that point, actually, this year was fantastic as far as uh, being a voting member, which I am, is they had the ability to stream every single song that was up so that you could just listen right there and then. So that was really cool what they did. Um, I mean, I really think Harvey's trying to uh, move the Grammys in a, in a very positive direction. All right. So, so, so why are you in the New York Times, the Washington Post? Why are you getting uh, texts and emails? <laughs> why did this thing blow up in their faces? Whoever they are will explain. What happened this year? Explain. Yeah, right. Why couldn't it just be easy? Um, so the nominations were called and I'm up against huge names. There were 400 and plus names in uh, American Roots Best Song, including Robert Plant, Sheryl Crow, Bonnie Raitt, Keb Moe. I mean, huge names and fantastic songs. So I wasn't necessarily expecting to get nominated. I tried my best. And then the nominees were called on, I believe it was November 23rd. And they streamed it live. And I sat by the TV and they, it, I have to, another thing I have to give them credit for, as opposed to 10 years ago, they announced Every single nominee, not just the big four stars, you know, the best album, best this, best that. They announced every single nominee and I was not one of them. So uh, I was like, oh, well. And then I went out for lunch with my dog. You know, I wasn't expecting to get nominated. It was I was t a teensy weensy bit disappointed, but that's it. Um, and then that night I got a Google alert. And I'm like, what's this? And I open it up. And it has me nominated. I am on the list of the five nominees for Best American Roots Song, along with, you know, somebody like John Baptiste. So I'm like, <laughs> what is this? And, and so I thought it was actually a joke because 
I was so conditioned from getting bullied and death threats, by the way, uh, from 10 years before. I have a TED talk about that um, and the movie. And, and so I thought somebody was just yanking my chain to be mean because there were a lot of mean people. Yeah, back that, then. that would be a nasty trick to make you believe that you were a nominee. I figured, was it leaked? Was it leaked that I was one of the people running uh, from from the gatekeepers in, in the Americana community? So somebody from my uh, the the Grammy community, they they tweeted this woman, this journalist and said, hey, what are you doing this for? Why are you doing this? So that person assumed as well the same thing I did. Next morning, I woke up and there was a letter from this journalist. And she said, I am so sorry. I could hear her tone in her writing. She goes, I just copied and pasted the list I was given. So I'm like, hmm. So that first night of anxiety was like somebody's trying to mess with me. Mm -hmm. And it was not fun. And then the next morning, I'm like, hmm, something else is going on here. And then more and more Google alerts. And then Rolling Stone has my freaking name in it as being nominated. I'm like, okay, somebody removed me from the list. Something's going on here. I think between, between the time they got the list from the press and the time they announced my name, somebody freaking removed me. Let me let me back you up a bit in terms of timeline. Timeline here. So the list goes out to the media, to the Times, the Rolling Stone people, and all the big media, right? Everybody gets the list of all the nominees. Yes. yes. You're on that list, but you're not aware that you're on that list? Is that what you're telling me? That's correct. I have no idea I'm on that list. And they are sworn to secrecy. All right. They, they get the list a few days beforehand so they can print up the, the article. And then so is they're there sworn a, to secrecy. Is there an announcement then, uh, which is the reason you were a little disappointed you weren't on there? Was there some kind of formal no. announcement? Who the Yeah, was? the announcement was the announcement was on Tuesday, the 23rd. The the uh, the journalist got it on the Friday before. Okay. Okay. So yeah, no, this is like I I have a whole other movie here. <laughs> so you re- you want to do the uh, the trailer voice again? Well, let's do lunch and talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, you were so good. I love your my voice. Pleasure, my pleasure. My pleasure. All right. So here's the timeline. Friday, the press gets the list. Tuesday, the Grammys announce live who the nominees are. I am not one of them. Tuesday night, I get a Google alert. And and I see my name on a list of some publication I've never heard of. Wednesday morning, that person who wrote that says she just copied it. Wednesday morning later, I get more Google alerts. Wednesday morning later, I see Rolling Stone has me in it. And then Wednesday afternoon, I'm like, what the bleep? Mm -hmm. Okay, And then a couple of people from the Recording Academy wrote on my behalf to the trustees saying, what is going on here? And I let them handle it. And then um, Thursday, this was Thanksgiving now. Okay, Wednesday, they wrote, heard nothing. No response. Thursday, oh, and Variety was kind enough to write an article saying, hmm, how come Chorney's name is on Rolling Stone, but wasn't on the final nominee list, especially in a year when we're supposed to have 
a democracy. What happened? So uh, I wrote Wednesday evening at two o'clock in the morning. I had not slept for two days. I mean, I, I wasn't crying or anything, just to be clear. I was full of angst. Mm-hmm. And I wrote him at 2 a.m. a very, uh, uh, very politely. And I wrote to Harvey Mason Jr. directly. Who's again the head of the whole? In he's the top. Top and he's the top at the Grammys. He's like the president of the United States of the Grammys. Gotcha. I wrote him directly, and I introduced myself, told him a little about the history, and I said, "All I know is I was on Rolling Stone. It's a political. How 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 is this possible? I'm quite sure I was removed from the list from probably. I had assumed the Friday le- list was leaked." And that somebody uh, was not happy with my name on it. And then somebody gave in and got rid of me. Um, And I said, I don't want you to remove that person you replaced me with because it's certainly not her fault. But all I'm asking is you just add me on and we have six nominees. And then he at at six twenty a.m. he responded to me directly, and he said, "I'm so so sorry for what you're going through." He was, and he goes, "I am personally going to take charge of this. I'm going to look at Deloitte, and I'm going to go to the board and find out what's happening." You mean the guys with the suitcases? Yeah, the guys show. with the <laughs> handcuffs. I, that's what I'm picturing, like the the guys from. Uh, from trading places. Yeah. And um, so, but then the next day on, this was Thanksgiving day. Of course, this has to happen on a long weekend, right? Where everything's shut down. This podcast is going to go 10 hours. (laughs) You you can cut it in whatever you want. Uh, So that day there was an announcement because Marilyn Manson and Louis C.K. were also nominated. And they uh, they were both they both been accused of sexual Mm. misbehavior. So. A a statement was made on Thanksgiving Day by Harvey. Defending. The nominations. Because. The Recording Academy does not look at your history. It looks at the art, not the artist, right? Right. Or your criminal record. They just, (laughs) as long as it it, literally the criminal record, they just, they just want to make sure that you submitted and that you released it on time to the proper channels. That's it. He said, but he did say, however, doesn't mean we're going to invite him to come to the Grammys. They, they might be nominated, but it doesn't mean they're going to get a ticket. So if, if this were 1969 and Charles Manson put out an indie record, he technically, according to that logic, could have been nominated. That is correct. He wouldn't have been invited and he probably wouldn't have come. Anyway. Uh, the recording could have been of him stabbing somebody I, and it would have been. I digress. I digress. Admitted. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, but this other Manson. Yeah, so they defended that, but they said nothing about me. So that, again, made me even more upset because Variety had already covered the fact that I was in Rolling Stone. 
he, I, I was in really bad mental pain mm. from this. And, um, but I, I trusted Harvey was going to really look into it. And then Friday came and then Friday I tweeted out to a major publication saying, look, I, I, I just want this mystery solved. I'm an independent artist. I was on the Rolling Stone list on Friday. I'm uh, excuse me on, on the uh, Google all over the place, but uh, I wasn't on the other list. Can you please help me out to solve this mystery? Two minutes later, I received a phone call from a very, very top publication who confirmed with me that I was on the original list, that on Monday, that the original list was out on Friday, okay? On Monday, the Academy held an emergency meeting, uh, but the emergency meeting, uh, well, they don't know what it was about. But then Monday night, like last minute, they gave a new revised list to, to all the the major publications, and that not all of the trustees were at this meeting. So that was that. And that, so that I list learned, you were not on, correct? The new one, the, the new Monday night, they were given the updated the, the list. The updated list did not have Linda Chorney's name on there. It added Taylor Swift, Kanye West, Abba, Lil Nas, and little Linda was gone. Little Linda was gone. <laughs> yeah. So such a threat, um, little Linda. That's the problem. Yeah. There. So I I had that hard evidence in writing. Wow. On a year where it was supposed to be a democracy, where majority of votes ruled. So I reached back to the academy, who was going to, you know, to Harvey, who actually wrote all three of them. Because at this point, I knew this wasn't some sort of cle uh, clerical error. I said, look, I think I can save you some time. There's no reason to go to Deloitte. There's no reason to do this or that. I know for a fact I was on that list and I know that I'm not now. So why don't you just put me back on the list? Make it six nominees. You turned, you turned the generals from, uh, from, from eight to ten. Why can't you change mine from five to six? And he's like, just be patient. We're looking into it. Da 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 da. So that's what I got again. So I had to spend the whole weekend. I like just telling you the story right now. Yeah. makes my my throat just. Well, again, if if people don't know you or don't know anything about the business, it sounds like a CYA operations going on right now. You know, cover your rear end to to just delay it so that it makes it even look like there's an investigation. Bottom line, and then I want to talk to you about what happened in the Washington Post, which was yeah. amazing. But bottom line, how many days did it take before you got the official word that all was straightened out and you're good and we want to see you when um, when and if we have the awards we want to almost see almost a week almost a week it took well because well tuesday were the announcements wednesday i wrote the letter the uh now but but keep in mind it was it was 
a long weekend. All right. So Monday I heard um, from Harvey and he said, we're almost done. Just hang in there. You know, Deloitte, we're just counting the ballots. All right. So Tuesday afternoon, he called me and he says, well, let's just get this out of the way. Because first of all, you're nominated. We've given you your nomination back. We went through every single ballot and every single ballot was valid. And I said, okay, so why was I removed? And he told me that I was flagged. And by the way, the New York Times I had to hang up on <laughs> because Harvey called me. I said, I got to call you back. That's Harvey. Because they want to know what's going on, right? So, so you were flagged. What does that mean? Right. I was like, what does that mean? You were flagged because you had a book and a movie that I said, really? So what? You know, it's a book. Of, it's about my career and this and that. I said, I, I thought that your history doesn't matter. You know, if I have a book or a movie he goes, well, it's different because you wrote about the Grammys. Yeah. Manson, uh, as in Marilyn and Louis, as in Louis. Uh, yeah. That's a different story altogether. Doesn't matter whatever they've done on the outside, but you, because you talked about. I told the truth about it. <laughs> yeah, I told the truth about my story. Uh, okay. I, I should ask you to comment because you said it to me privately that you were at least happy and satisfied with Harvey's attentiveness, right? I mean, his responding to you. Oh yeah. Back to you. Okay. No, I want to make that very clear. Yep. Uh, this this is. I'll, I'll just finish up, but I, 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 so I have New York Times waiting for me basically on the other line. And, um, and I said to him, so you're telling me I can tell the New York Times that I got flagged because I wrote a book and a movie called When I Sing. He says, yep. I said, that's freaking awesome because I did tell the New York times that, and sure enough, the New York times printed the name of my movie. So for me, if for any reason to be able to tell everybody in the world that I have a movie and it's really good. And you know that, right? John? I certainly do. I was thrilled when, you know, no, what do they say? All publicity is good as long as they spell your name. Right. But there was actually a good publicity and talk about the Washington post column of a couple of days ago, as we record this, I didn't see that coming. Did you see anything like this coming? Oh no. I mean, I don't even have a publicist. People are like, who's your publicist? Jeez. That was, that was sent to me. Uh, but uh, just, just, one more thing. And then, yes, mm-hmm. this will segue into that. I don't know another person in that power position who would have done the right thing. Harvey could have just brushed me under the rug and just said, yeah, well, sorry, uh, there was a screw up. They could have made something up, but he didn't. And he put me back on the list. He did the right thing. And uh, unfortunately, too many people in power take the easy way out. Obviously, telling the truth was going to be a pain in the butt to him, um, taking a lot of heat, but he did it. He did the right thing. So I, I applaud him for that. You know, he, oh, and I want to just tell you, I asked him about that meeting on Monday, if he was present, because a lot of people said, well, he probably, he probably knew about this and blah, blah, blah. I said, I really don't think he did know about this. And he told me the meeting on Monday had nothing to do with me. It had to do with the adding of the the ninth and 10th nominees, which were uh, Taylor Swift and Kanye West. I said, were you present when I was removed? 
And he said, no. Okay. I have no, I had no and knowledge. You take, him so, at, you take him at his word on that. I take him at his word. And so now let's go to the Washington Post. <laughs> Are you, why don't you tell everybody? Well, this was uh, one of those end of the year columns that the Post and the Globe and Times, they all do them, you know, lists the top uh, movies of the year, the top records of the year. In this case, the top, what, blunders. And they were all corporate blunders. Uh, Elon Musk was on the list. You made the list with Elon Musk. Shockingly, number five on that list uh, involving other major corporations is you. What happened to you? Yeah. Yeah. I I was floored because it was very positive towards the independent artist. And I actually have a favorite quote from it, if I may. Mm -hmm. And I hope more people take notice of this because I want to get into Rolling Stone. I want to be on CNN. I want to be on MSNBC. I want I want the story to be told because there's so many layers to it. One of which is that the, the this person in power did the right thing. And if and I, I hope that integrity becomes in take, contagious in, in more than just the entertainment field. Huh. Well, in that part of the entertainment field. But what Cara Alemo wrote to me was remarkable and should be a message, which is. It's also extraordinary that executives still need to be reminded to include members of underrepresented groups like independent artists in everything they do. She goes on in 2012, Chorney was accused of gaming the system by promoting herself to people who voted for nominees, even though she didn't break any rules. But how else is an independent artist supposed to gain recognition? Mm. So that article to me was exoneration from 10 years ago, the 10 years of crap I've had to eat for no reason and the validation. So I was blown away by that, but there's just so many things to open up here about independent artists and how hard we work. I mean, basically we're just one big break away from being as big as anybody else. One of the things that's so obvious too, to people is, uh, Kanye West has uh, an organization. Uh, I mean, uh, Taylor Swift, these are people who have people and their people have people. I mean, you're a, an independent artist and you've always hustled on your own and just friends and person. family. You're a human being. Yeah, no, it's a great, it, it's a, it's a rags to riches story, although the riches haven't come yet, except I'm here, Jordan Rich, but it's a rags, <laughs> rags to riches kind of story in terms of your success. So let me ask you a couple more things. What does a Grammy nomination mean and what would a win mean? And we're pulling uh, for you. We're pulling for you. But At first, when I got my name back on the list, I thought that was the win. I've already won. I've already won because I'm back on. They did the right thing. So and that was a battle in a way. So that that to me is a huge victory for me, it's a huge victory for independent artists to get some recognition and to know that we're out there. And just because you have people behind you doesn't mean you're not as good as they are. You just don't have the people to help lift you. That's why independent artists have to jump that much higher to be recognized. So it, uh, but that being said, a few weeks later, I'm like, damn it, I want to win now. I want to win. So I do want to win. I've been working my butt off uh, trying to get some recognition. 
I'm uh, just, excuse me, I've been working my butt off spreading around the song that is legally allowed to be done. And hopefully enough people like the music because it's supposed to be about the music, not the controversy. Every time I get nominated, it's not about my music, it's about the controversy. So they should listen to my song Bored and all of my music and watch my movie When I Sing, which is on Amazon. And I am hoping for a big happy ending that I do. I think the happiest ending would be me winning. But if I don't win for some reason in the next movie, which I really wanted Sandra Bullock to play me, but she's the, I read, I wrote to their people and they said they're, she's not taking on any new project. I think she would kill it and win an Oscar. My movie, when I sing is not going to win any Oscars folks, it's an independent film and it's fun, but it, it's not don't, fantastic. But don't, don't sell yourself short. It, it's very entertaining and it's a real look at what it's like to do what you do and thousands of others who are indies. And uh, I think what you've done is sort of paved the way for other independent artists to know uh, you don't have to take it sitting down. And there are opportunities. And and you said it, to wrap up, you said it so well when you talked about integrity. Uh, it's one of the few things that you have is your reputation. And I know you to be a totally honest and sometimes brutally honest individual but seriously you've got uh, that moral center and i think more and more people need to see that recognize that and and live up to that so kudos to you that that's a winning takeaway as far as i'm concerned yeah and well and and moving forward i'm going to run for governor of the los angeles chapter which i'm part of just to be clear i am not here to take down the grammys i'm here to lift them up so I think between Harvey and me as his new vice president, <laughs> we, we can make the Grammys a, a, a more exciting place. I do hope that he does invite me to play on the show this time. Uh, it was written in Variety because it, it mentioned that it could be a possibility. I, I want that to become a reality. Because it's time that that the underrepresented are represented on the show as well. Here, here. Now, the Grammys, as we record our podcast together, have announced they are postponing the live show from end of January. But it will happen. No question about that. Gives you a little more time to, to pick up some momentum and get uh, more people excited about all this. And when they hear the podcast, they should check out lindachorney.com and all the great things you got going on. Hey, we've done this before, but this this was like breaking news. Bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. So thank you, thank you for bringing it to me, to me, and thank you for sharing it with all of our listeners from across the globe. Oh wow! Yeah, I, everybody, be safe for Christ's sake. My song, the the hook is sending out healing vibes. So it's about COVID. It's about being bored, but it's also feeling guilty about being bored because at least I have a roof over my head and a ton of food and a really cute puppy and toilet paper. When some people are, you know, have been in the ICU before we had the vaccine. And then some people are still in the ICU because they're not taking the vaccine, but uh, I'm sending out healing vibes to everybody and, um, and wish me luck because I want to take it home. (laughs) 
That's what I really love about you. Your calm demeanor. Never get riled. Thank you, my love. You're near the best. What a dynamite guest and a great friend. Linda Chorney. Her website, lindachorney, C-H-O-R-N-E-Y.com. And we're all rooting for her to win the Grammy this time around, but just to be nominated is quite an honor. Well done, Linda. Thanks, as always, to Dan Tebow of Fast Twitch Media, to Ken Carberry and everyone at Chart Productions, where we produce this podcast and much more. And thanks to all of you for listening as we approach our 250th episode with well over 60,000 independent downloads. This is Jordan saying, until we meet again, be well so you can do good. Take care.